Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. This week is going to be a little more solemn than most, and we'll get to why here in just a minute. But before we do, we want to go around the table. We have some guests with us. We do. This week. Uh, we want to kind of go around and introduce everybody. They've all been on the podcast before, but uh, Brady, you want to introduce yourself? Oh, yeah. Wait, we're from Travelers on the Omnibus here, and we're going to. That'll make sense when the next uh, Travelers on the Omnibus uh, episode comes out. Uh, Foreshadowing. Yeah. So, Ooh. Yeah. It's a bit that gets stepped on, so uh, but so nothing else is new. Hi, I'm Bray Davis. I'm from Travelers on the Omnibus. I am uh, also from Travelers on the Omnibus. I'm Jody Kite, and that was also Brady's impression of Sting's promo we'll get to later on. Yeah. I was actually waiting for you to say, <laughs> like, I'm also Brady Davis <laughs> from Travelers on the Omnibus. <laughs> but, but you are also, you do also have another podcast that you're part of. That That's true. I have a solo podcast called Fearology where I talk about horror movies and uh, TV. And that was mighty big of you to wait for somebody else to bring that up yeah well that's a that's an on, ongoing bit <laughs> on the other podcast that we I, I like to run into the ground every so often not every episode because that gets old right all uh, right so this week we actually have a couple of whiskeys that we are drinking uh we'll start off with one that we all tried a little bit earlier mm-hmm. oh my god it's so delicious yeah uh, yeah yeah and we're not just saying that because michael's wife brought it up here to us uh and trying to get michael brownie points yeah mm-hmm. it's actually no. good mm-hmm. yeah uh we certainly uh wouldn't skip an opportunity to give michael shit if if caitlin oh <laughs> if caitlin did the wrong i don't drink whiskey and i thought it was delicious yeah yeah so. shit like i said candy that burns like that's yeah. exactly what that is have you ever just ate icing yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Because that's what this whiskey specifically is. birthday cake ice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like you go to the you go to the store, mm-hmm. you go to the cake aisle, and you're like, I would like a cake, and you're like, Ah, but that takes doing stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So you just go, What's the best part of the cake? It's the icing. Mm-hmm. So you grab the canister of vanilla Betty Crocker icing, and you're just right. like, Yeah, I'm gonna be a fat piece of shit and just go home and eat this canister of mm-hmm. icing. That's what this yeah. whiskey tastes like. That's yeah. what this whiskey tastes like. This is Shanky's Whip, made in Ireland. It is uh, bottled and blended in Ireland as well. Mm. Always one to buck the trend. I'm just kind of rolling through the. <laughs> it's like 66%, 66 proof, yeah. so 33% alcohol. Um, yeah. So not super, like, it'll get you drunk. And yeah. reasonably priced for it coming from Ireland yeah. being only $30. Yeah, yeah so this is uh, 33% alcohol by volume, so 66 proof. Like you said, Jody, $30. It's got an emu on it. I think that's an <laughs> it's like emu. A, it's like a dude beating an ostrich or an emu or yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. I really do like the label. Uh, yeah. It's got, it's a, nice got a kind of a neat little bottle going there. Yeah, it's like an old-timey apothecary bottle looking yeah. thing. Right, so. like, you know, the old it's, Sears catalog shit from, like, the 1900s. Yeah, like, I'm aesthetically, a fan. that's good. I, I am a fan. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's really good. You mix it with some Coke. And mm-hmm. it disappears. It tastes just like vanilla Coke uh, at yeah. that point. I, I can think of probably half a dozen shots, uh, sure. mixed shots mm-hmm. that this could be this, part of. This is an extremely dangerous liquor. Yeah, you know, I, I would put this in that category with you know like whipped cream vodka. Uh huh. You know any of those those hyper sweet uh, drinks that masks will the flavor. 
and the burn for the yeah. most part. There's a little afterburn, but not much. Like, uh, it's almost not even there. Like, wait till the, you try this. What we're we're, we're yeah, drink next? That. Like with just a single shot of it, because we tried it as a shot first, right? And yeah, there's a tiny bit of burn, right? You know, and it, mm-hmm. it's what you would expect from a lower proof, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. But then I think Jody made the comment. He's like, "But that would taste awesome in Coke." Well, I happen to have a Coke, so I was like, "Let's find out." Mm-hmm. And it did. It's gone. <laughs> like it yeah. disappears. Yeah, it is. Amazing. Yeah, that's it's one where you will drink good. and you will have an atrocious headache from the sweetness. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like the next day. You you will be three sheets to the wind and you will wake up in the morning wanting to die because of your headache. It's exactly. so bad. <laughs> and our other whiskey this week, the one that we're going to try right here now for the first time on the show, this is going to be Larceny, which if you've listened to our show in the past, you know Larceny is one of our favorite whiskeys out there right now. Mm-hmm. It is a weeded bourbon. It's very good. Yes. So this is the barrel proof. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, Smooth. Normally, <laughs> when you normally when you bottle bourbon, you put a little bit in, you mix some water in there to to proof it down to a drinkable proof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they proof it down to like eighty five ninety. Yeah, I forget what it is somewhere in there. More burn. <laughs> the barrel proof of the Larceny is currently sitting at. 124.4 percent proof so 62 so, percent alcohol mm-hmm. yeah 62.2 percent alcohol and, and uh because i am so uh, probably very pour amateur, too much in my shot glass amateur when it comes to whiskey i'm gonna be a man and drink it all so the uh the uh, wild turkeys and the uh jim uh, uh, jim daniels or whatever the f- this shit's called uh <laughs> Just jack daniels together. i'm joking it's a bit um <laughs> How much do those run as far as, like, the proof goes? Like uh, They're usually in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, you know, 40%. Yeah. yeah. Most, yeah most, of 50. Time, most of the stuff you find, like, your your standard jack, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. I think is right at 85, 90. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's a little bit more. That's your normal, hey, this is the whiskey that most people This buy. is, like, 20% mm-hmm. more than most of those. Yeah. yeah. In gotcha. fact, 40%. 40% this thing, more. This thing has the same up percentage of alcohol as the other one has proof right <laughs> so, i got you i got you uh, i think this might be the highest proof that we've had i know that well, that we did the the light the what was it the, the, the blue thunder or the whatever blue thunder i think it was 153 well okay was it that was it that high? i think it was 153 mm. uh, but that it, was like so, straight moonshine yeah, so yeah that's like the i think that's the highest we did but this is right behind it because we did We've done ten. We've done uh, Old Soul, which was one oh nine. I think. I think we've had a couple at one twenty. I think we've had over a couple time, that are but... over the hundred for sure. Yeah. Was the Blue Thunder actually blue? No. It had. Well, it, it was, was in a blue bottle. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it, it had a weird like. You've, ever, you've you've seen gasoline, correct? Mm, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you go. There, oh, okay. It had yeah, that Jesus. weird sheen. Oh. Uh, it, it was it was one that we picked it up and. I picked it up. We tried it here on the show, uh-huh. and then we never. Uh, yeah, that, that it stuff. never made a return. Uh, uh, you know, I think I it's know. finally been drank. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say, you know, because we live in the South, we're saving it for our generators. When well, yeah, comes yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think I gave it to somebody who would drink it, and mm. just like, here you go. Mm-hmm. So let's try this Larson, yeah. Yeah. Right. Cheers. Launch it. Cheers. <laughs> Yeah, that's hot. 
Well, well then. You know, it's, it's hot, but it's good. Yeah, I mean, it's got the flavor that you want out of a whiskey, right? Like, to me, it is... It, it, it has flavor. Yeah. It is it is yeah. aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But it's 120. R- right. So. Yeah. Like, right. I, I, I'm not going to lie and say I'm going to sit here and sip on it all of the time. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to choose, if I want something to sip on, right. I'm going to choose the regular Larceny over the barrel proof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But at the same time, this would be a nice one to reach for every now and then. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is that one that you literally, you sit down with friends. If you smoke cigars, you have the cigar with you. Right. Mm-hmm. You pour a little bit of this, mm-hmm. like maybe a finger of it, in a in a glass. Right. Mm-hmm. You drop in a giant ice cube. Right. Mm-hmm. And you watch wrestling, or you yeah. mm-hmm. do something like that. You play card games, or you do something yeah. while that sits there. Take a little hint every once in a while of it. If, if you're hanging out with uh, with Jay of Travelers on the Omnibus, and you're playing his favorite game, you, you bring this and... Put the giant ice cube in there. The Twilight Imperium twelve no. hour games. No, that's no. You don't. No, want this you don't. Twilight. No, I. I don't want anybody uh, drinking anything that's one hundred and twenty. No one should proof. be drinking at all playing Twilight Imperium. <laughs> yeah, we learned our lesson uh, on that one. Yeah, more than once, for, right? For a twelve hour one time, game. definitely. No, I'm saying a finger uh, for twelve oh, yeah. hours for 12 with hours. the giant well, ice cube. Yeah, if, if fair, you fair, if fair. you poured that and then you go take the bottle somewhere else, right. and, then, and then we play. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's not how that's going to work. <laughs> so, y'all, we just got all, done watching All In. Yeah, we just got done watching All In. Do you want to go start with All In um, and then we nah, can end? Or I want to wanna... end on something positive. Yeah. So, yeah. first things first, on Tuesday, I believe. Wednesday. I Wednesday. Think. Wednesday. I wanna, yeah. Started on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. On Wednesday, uh, Mick Foley mm-hmm. announced, puts out on, on his Facebook that he had just gotten off the phone with Terry Funk's daughter, and Terry Funk had passed away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like 89 or something. 79. 79. 79. Yeah. 79. Mm-hmm. Terry Funk, a lot of our younger listeners may not know who Terry Funk is yeah. mm-hmm. and why this would be kind of a sad situation. Terry was the innovator of hardcore wrestling. Yeah. yeah, and before uh, that, he was just an innovator yeah. of the right. sport of wrestling in general. He yeah. pretty much wrestled for every promotion, every big promotion in America and in Japan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to say in the was well, even as late as the nineties, he was in WWE as Chainsaw yeah, well, Charlie. Well, my, that, I was going to say for a little my, bit. Yeah, in the, my in, introduction to Terry Funk was mm-hmm. as Chainsaw Charlie. Right, yeah. that was nineteen ninety eight, like ninety. Eight, 98, 99, 99 yeah. area. Um, I just remember, man. what was it? The dumpster match with yeah. mm-hmm. the New Age Outlaws. That, that, that was the match that made the New Age Outlaws the yeah, New Age Outlaws. Absolutely, because like, I remember as a kid, you know, loved McFoley, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that match and, you know, the whole, who's Mick going to have come in and be his partner? Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, Chainsaw Charlie and, you know, I'm like, who is that? And right. Yeah. You know, I don't know who this is because at the time I'm like, you know, 18 years old. Right haven't really branched out into the wrestling world Mm -hmm. as far as like new Japan or any of that kind of stuff. Cause it was really hard to get back then. Yeah. A lot of people, unless you were a tape trader. (laughs) Yeah. If you're, if you're a smart marker, like, you know, talk about reading the sheets and all that shit. People didn't know about Japanese wrestling until the, mostly of the advent of, of, uh, the internet. Right. With Mm -hmm. the exception of like FMW, which was frontier martial arts wrestling, 
that had like tapes and shit like that right. out in the late mid to late nineties and was only recognized through the ripoffs that they yeah. that 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 ACW did on their match types. You didn't know about Japanese wrestling exactly unless you saw yeah. a Japanese wrestler on American television. And I just mm-hmm. I remember seeing you know that match in the dumpster match, yeah. mm-hmm. the one that like mm-hmm. you know Mick had talked to, Mick's talked about it in the past about how them going off the the ramp in right. the dumpster was a terrible idea. And yeah, they thought yeah. it was going to be okay because they put, like, packing peanuts in it, mm-hmm. and it did absolutely nothing. Oh, yeah. Help. It made it look worse because the packing peanuts loosely dropped yeah. out when, yeah. the, when the dumpster and dropped. That's what he said, mm-hmm. that it made the spot look worse. And it still and hurt. it still hurt. <laughs> yeah. And so. Yeah. And then on Thursday – we got some very shocking news as, as mm-hmm. a wrestling world. Uh, of course, losing Terry Funk was very hard, but not unexpected. Mm-hmm. Like for our generation, Terry Funk was Chainsaw Charlie. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like we saw him there on, on Raw, but he has recently, you know, he's, he retired. Mm-hmm. You know, it is last he retired years, a couple of times. 2016, 2017. Probably. Yeah. I'm a little bit older than you guys, so I, I got to experience yeah. him before that. I got to experience him in early EC, and, well, like, yeah, early yeah. ECW mm-hmm. and, and even in NWA and WCW in the early days. You've also, we've also heard if you follow Mick Foley or anything like mm-hmm. that, you know, he's talked about, you know, he hasn't been in the greatest of health recently. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not saying that as a well, you know, uh, we we expected him to die, but right. you know, I'm also it's saying not that surprising. A, I want to say surprising. one more thing about Terry Funk before okay. we move on because I know like this yeah. is going to be real f-ed up and sad what we're about to go into. But in Foley's first biography book, he uh, he noted that uh, Ric Flair is a pimple on Terry Funk's ass as far as wrestling <laughs> talent goes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's if you want if you want anything to uh, uh, analysis there, yeah. you know there you go. Funk was the guy that was the dusty sucks eggs. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you know, there was a lot of stuff involved. Mm -hmm. Jerry Lawler poked his eye out in Mm -hmm. in a match. But but at our age, Terry Funk was the guy that we saw in the hardcore matches and and Mm -hmm. attitude era. Right. And then he's kind of. He's kind of been removed from the modern wrestling yeah. world. Right. You know, he hasn't right. he hasn't been the wrestler that was rolled out in a wheelchair or, you know, to to rejoin a, a, a promotion. There's gonna be a lot more focus on his lineage now that he's gone. Mm-hmm. I would think so. That's yeah. that's how that usually goes. Mm-hmm. However, on Thursday, Triple H tweeted out that he had just been informed by IRS Mike Rotunda. Mike Rotunda. Mm-hmm. That Wyndham Rotunda had passed away unexpectedly. Now you might be asking, who is Wyndham Rotunda, and why would this be surprising? Wyndham Rotunda is probably better known to you as Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he he was thirty six years old, yep. which is my age, is Brady's yes. age. Yeah, yeah. He was born in nineteen like he's. He was born yeah. in 1987. He was, yeah, he's like very mm-hmm. young dude. Mm-hmm. Two kids. Sure, sure, he was a bigger dude, but like he was healthy. Yeah, right. So, well, you know, well, we well, know he was healthy. We we know well, we, the, we know what happened. He got we, COVID. We, we finally get the you know, hey, this mm-hmm. is what happened. Because mm-hmm. right? there was a there was a bit of speculation before it, it finally came out what had happened. Um, you know, he's been out since March. I believe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with an undisclosed medical condition is what they were saying. Well, he caught COVID mm-hmm. is what happened. And 
he has a he had a underlying heart condition underlying yeah heart condition mm-hmm. right that covid really screwed up mm-hmm. yeah right mm-hmm. the last we had heard the last fightful had heard the last any of the dirt sheets had heard was he was on his way back to recovery that he was I want to say better. I want to say like last week or the week before last so it was within mm-hmm. the last month mm-hmm. um Mike returned to IRS yeah. for those of you who you know he, Wyndham's dad, mm-hmm. he said he's on his way back. We're yep. just waiting for it to be officially yep. done. So, mm-hmm. he, he, you they, know, WWE had already started on how are we going to bring him back in? Mm-hmm. What's yeah. going on the storyline? Where are we going with this? And then he just he suffered a heart attack and passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to offer. As, as Whiskey and Wrestling, and I, I'm sure that you guys and Travelers oh, yeah. as well, yeah. we want to offer our condolences to both of these men's mm-hmm. family yep. uh, and loved ones. I know that uh, Bray had a couple children. He had two kids. I think two. One of them's really young. Yeah, one of them he just had with uh, she was a former JoJo, jo- jo, the mm-hmm. former uh, announcer for WWE. I feel, I feel like he had more because I feel like he had children with his he first wife. I can't uh, remember. I've seen, I've seen, I know I've seen two around, and I don't know if that was referring to his two kids with JoJo, like they have two kids, or if it was referring to how many kids he has total mm-hmm. or what. But, um, you know, absolutely, you know, our, our condolences, mm-hmm. our, our deepest sorrow you know, to, yeah. to their families. Um, Wyndham Rotunda, and you can go and you can, you can look at all of these people these professional wrestlers and, and other people associated with professional wrestling. And and they talk about how great of a man he was, how yeah. kind of a man yep. he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just, he was a creative powerhouse. Yeah. One of the most creative minds in wrestling oh, yeah. in the past easily 20 years. Yep. There's uh, been a lot of people have come out and said like, like a lot of people that aren't, Rest like current wrestlers, you know, mm-hmm. they, they were there for a drink of coffee and gone mm-hmm. or, you know, a couple of former NXT people that didn't work out, you know, and it, it, their comments were always like, he didn't know who I was, right? Like I'm this just new guy first showing up for NXT or something like that. And it was always like big hug. You're going to be all right. We're going to get to, you know, you're going to mm-hmm. be fine. You, you know, you come find me if you need anything, you know, and he was, and they were like, you know, that was genuine. Yeah, mm-hmm. Seth he Rollins. was a shirt off his back kind of guy. Yeah, from from what I've heard, um, you know, Seth Rollins talked about how you know he was always like the dude who lit up mm-hmm. a you know the backstage, the locker room, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. You know, Big E talked about how when they were in high school, they were like competing high schools for wrestling mm-hmm. and for football. Um, you know, and this this prompted him to release a statement talking about Brody. Even you know, mm-hmm. let's not forget that, right? right. Uh, prompted him to release a statement where Brody Lee would always talk about how great at football he was, and mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt would always smack him down on the fact that, dude, you never played football. You know, <laughs> me and and uh, you know, Ator here, we played football. Yeah, and he would always just call him out on his shit. Um, it's uh, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Seth Rollins, uh, and like I know that uh, Alexa Bliss released a video talking about. Mm -hmm. I haven't, 
I have not had the. Uh, I started watching. Mm-hmm. It was like, not. Nah, I, I haven't watched, watched the video. I haven't had it in me to watch. It. I haven't watched the video. I just uh, the screen cap I sent to the group uh, with yeah. what she said. Yeah. That's the only mm-hmm. thing I've read. Yeah. Uh, and Jason, I'm gonna turn this over to you because you're the one who kind of talked about Seth Rollins and what yeah. he said and so, told us about it. But so Seth yeah. had a video. He put out one where he talked about how. Um, you know, he, uh, of course, he's, he sang the praises of, of Wyndham, for sure. You know, he talked about how genuine he was and how happy he was mm-hmm. and everything. And he said that right after Brody had passed, him and Bray were on the phone, him and Wyndham. And, you know, he had called him just to see how he was doing, you know, let him know he was there for him if anything like that came up. And, you know, they got to talking about different things and all. And Wyndham told him that, you know, hey, man, I'll let you go. Uh, go hug on that baby girl for me. And Seth made the comment that, you know, he thought about coming to SmackDown because SmackDown was completely rewritten. Mm-hmm. Uh, they scrapped the entire show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is be one of those should. Few, this will be one of the few times that we uh, agree with that mm-hmm. yeah. decision. Like, yeah. they scrapped the whole show. And they have not always done that when someone no, has passed. Yeah. And Seth said, you know, he had thought about grabbing a ticket and going uh, – but it would mean one less day with his family. Mm-hmm. And he says, and I got to thinking about what Wyndham told me, and I just couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like I said, Biggie's made several comments. Amanda Huber, has, has, you know, Brody's wife, has mm-hmm. made several comments. You know, somebody posted something. They posted the Instagram post that, that Wyndham had put up after Brody died. Mm-hmm. You know, and reading through that was just heart-wrenching because yeah. he talks about how he's going to make sure that Negative One knows who his father really was, not just the legends and the legacy, but who he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he says that, and don't worry, you know, I'm going to make sure I put him over clean when he's re- in dark matches whenever he's ready to go. Uh you know, man, this hurts. Goodbye forever, type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody posted that up, and it's just like, damn, mm, yeah, heavy yeah. stuff, man. I will Rough. say, I did look it up since we're talking about yeah. uh, children. Bray had four children. Four. Okay. He had two daughters with his previous wife, okay. mm-hmm. and then he had a daughter and a son born in 2019 and 2020. Okay. With JoJo, so very young. Um, yeah. So these these kids aren't going to remember their dad. Mm. Um, um, you know, SmackDown started with the roster on the stage, and like front and center was Braun Strowman and Eric Rowan. Mm-hmm. And they, they brought in Rowan, so. straddling Triple H, basically. Yep. Yeah. Um, there's a picture floating around with like Braun and Rowan hugging mm-hmm. with the rocking chair in front. Right. You know. And yeah. So I, I, yeah, I watched that. The the, the opening to SmackDown, they start off ten bell salute, entire yeah. roster for both Funk and yeah. Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the entire roster's out there. They go to a Bray Wyatt memorial mm-hmm. video, and when they come back, the entire roster's still out there on the stage, mm-hmm. and the rocking chair has been placed in front, and they've got the rocking yeah. cha- you know the the spotlight on the rocking chair. Mm-hmm. Almost every yeah. one of those talents, oh, yeah. they're yeah. all teared up or yeah. tear or yeah. cry, straight up just bawling. They, they're uh, just they're, the the crowd's got all the the fireflies out, mm-hmm. and they're singing. He's got the whole world, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's uh, um, it's heavy. Yeah, yeah. it very, is very, very heavy. Jericho Saturday evening was performing 
with Fozzie in London prior to All In. And he talked about his experiences working with, with Bray. And the entire crowd there started singing. He's got the whole world in his hands. There was a uh, soccer game. that At halftime, they stopped and all the fireflies came out and they sang mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you look at throughout Raw, uh, or not Raw, SmackDown, Smackdown. rather, um, just different promos were cut. Mm-hmm. L.A. Knight, I, you guys all know, and those of you listening know that I've been very critical of L.A. Knight. Yeah. Uh, but he's cut the most amazing promo. Yeah. That uh, memorial amazing. promo so far while still continuing his story. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he's in a feud with The Miz, right? So so he, he chopped on The Miz a bit. He, he made the comment because Bray's last feud was with him. Right, so mm-hmm. he made a comment about sometimes your greatest enemies tend to be end up being your best teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, he dropped a couple of more nuggets in there that are definitely Bray Wyatt inspired. And then at the end of it, he says, uh, "You know, a very wise man once told me, the next time you see me, and he got like right up in the camera, run, and does the, the mm-hmm. Bray run right." Um, last night on a house show, Seth did the like he got in the corner. Did the look backwards over his shoulder, mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt spot. Um, and then after that match, they started playing, you know, all the fans were involved mm-hmm. playing and everything. And, like, there's a video. Seth just, like, drops on his knees in the middle of the ring. And he, right. is, he is visibly, like, his shoulders are shaking. He is yeah. crying, yeah. sobbing. Yeah. Uh, and so. As, as we sit here Sunday afternoon recording this podcast, mm-hmm. Holder and I are both wearing – our Bray Wyatt yeah, yeah, yeah. shirts. Had to go um, dig it out of the closet. Yeah. Like when I opened my drawer the other night to grab a shirt for something, I was like, this was the top one, which normally mm-hmm. would have been the one that I grabbed. And I'm like, nope, this is, I'm waiting this, wearing this Sunday. Because mm-hmm. the ones we've got on are the older, like, mm-hmm. inner worlds, Eric right. Wyatt shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, but, but yeah, very, very somber, very sad week. Yeah, or at least end of the week there in Rapid. sad year, man. I like, mean, yeah. You, well, this week wrong. there's been like a lot of people who have died very recently. Who like, yeah. I mean, outside of wrestling, yeah, Bob, Bob Barker, Barker Bob Barker, Barker ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the voice actress, and I can't remember her name. I, I can't. I, I, I just seen it, and I'm sorry that I cannot. Uh, the voice actress for Harley something Quinn. Lloyd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. The from from the original. Uh, Batman the Animated Series. Yep. She was like the first person to voice. Yeah, she Harley was Quinn. the first person to voice Harley Quinn. She voiced Harley Quinn at least uh, in the uh, Arkham Asylum video game. Yeah, it's only been very, very um, recently that she stopped doing. It was like the, ten years ago that she stopped. Yeah. Like, I think I read somewhere that she voiced her voiced her through like 2012. Yeah. So I don't mm-hmm. know where in the Arkham mm-hmm. series that that stops her. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe she did it through Arkham City. I think it was at least through um, Arkham City. Um, I haven't. I, I'm, I'm pretty certain, and um, I, I haven't played any past Arkham City, so I don't. So I don't know if well, there's a difference in voice. Arkham Arkham Knight. I don't think she really shows up in Arkham Knight. Yeah, she. You can do a DLC with her, but I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the same voice actress or not. Yeah, I'm and not just, sure. Um, just, just kind of, and, and and you know, it's one of those like I've. As you get older, I guess it's one of those like 
the people from your childhood that right. were important mm-hmm. in your childhood, you got to think they're 20 years older than you or yeah. older than or that, older than that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm in my forties, mid thirties for Michael and Brady, you know, I, right I, at 50 for Jody. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's why Bray hits so hard. Right. Yeah. Well, being I mean, 36. It's, it's why Bray hits hard. It's why uh, Brody hit hard. Cause mm-hmm. I think you were the same age as Brody when Brody passed. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, like, when these people who we idolize and who we are fans of and they're our age are passing away, mm-hmm. you know, like, and you, you go back and you look and you realize, oh, this person, wait, this person's 60 or, or what? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I was looking at something with Chris Rock recently and it was right. like, wait, what? Right. Is that all? Yeah. And it just doesn't compute mm-hmm. that. Right. Well, there's a lot of those. There's a lot of those actors I remember watching back in the '90s. You know, mm-hmm. who were in like Jennifer Love Hewitt, and, right? You know, that kind of stuff. You know, 16 year old Jason's watching, or 17 year old Jason or so is watching Wild Things. Like, all right, mm-hmm. yeah. And and now I got to think about the fact that okay, they're like in their 50, like upper 50s, mm-hmm. 50s, yeah. mm-hmm. could even be in their you 60s, know, 60s yeah. right, 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 right. So, and yeah. it's just, yeah. Yeah, and 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 the the sad fact is is that like there's like wrestling because Bray Wyatt Wyndham Rotunda is dead. Like wrestling is now less interesting. There are yeah. less interesting things. Like right on the there are less creative side of it. things yeah. that are going to happen because this man is because he was one of the greatest creative minds in uh, yeah. a mm-hmm. very long and, well, time, and and he was so different from everything yeah, else that we're getting different because. You know, you go back and you look and, and you look at what everybody's doing mm-hmm. and you see everybody wants to be this tweener cool guy. Yeah. Right. I, I'm going to throw some shade at L.A. Knight just because he's been called out recently yeah. as a clone of Stone Cold and The Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about that a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, sure. And, and I disagree. And that's, a, and that's a fair assessment. Whether sure. you agree or disagree yeah. on the point, that's a fair assessment of him. But yeah. But then you look at what Bray was doing mm-hmm. with he went in an entirely different direction. Well, why yeah. why it why it took like the whole angle of okay, so you you know he basically took what what Vince's mentality has been for a long time, which is like we're ignoring the fact that we're wrestling and we want sports entertainment. And why it went you want sports entertainment? I'll Got give it. you as much entertainment as you can take with very little actual physicality to it yeah. until it matters. Yeah. yeah like, mm-hmm. like I think back to, cause I, I got SummerSlam or uh, survivor series 91. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I remember I was 11. Okay. We're, we're talking like kid here. And I remember seeing the undertaker and being like, Oh my God, it's a, you know, it's a dead man. It's and that mother didn't talk for years. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it is a, uh, uh, like, this is evil, mm-hmm. right? And then mm-hmm. as we moved into like the corporate ministry and the ministry mm-hmm. of darkness and all the evil that was going on with the Undertaker mm-hmm. then, that was completely divorced, right? Yeah. From yeah. like the the mysterious, the, yeah, like like he was that was just on another level, right? Of, like wrestling, wrestling isn't real. Yeah, it yeah. is. Fantasy D and D stuff, right? Yeah. And it was also like less is more. It's a very yeah. simple concept. Mm-hmm. This is a cool mother that will like murder you in a match, basically. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I could be back in three, two. <laughs> right, right. I'm yeah. just gonna bleep him out because I've got 
a list of five of them so far. I am. I am. That's, that's right. the first one I remember saying. I am so sorry. Uh, I've just been over here every time. The, I apologize. Uh, no worries, man. But yeah, the uh, uh, that that whole like story that was going on with the Undertaker at that mm-hmm. point. It wasn't the same story that was going on with like The Rock. Yeah, you know, The Rock was just this cool dude heel or our die Rocky die, yeah, uh, baby face that everybody hated versus this spooky, creepy, mysterious horror show that was happening. Well, right? all the characters yeah. in the storylines were autonomous from each other, yeah, unless yeah. they were tied in some way. Yeah. They were all yeah. separate. And and, and and well, I'm sorry, I'll let you go. I was yeah. gonna say, and then all that kind of stuff just kind of went away. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. We entered the PG era. Everything mm-hmm. becomes homogenized. Well, Everything and yeah, is. and everybody is just kind of a, a, you got maybe a little bit of a gimmick, and yeah. and you're you're just kind of a, and 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 this this was actually successful with with you know like The Rock and Stone Cold, where it was just elevated versions of yourself, but mm-hmm. it's just kind of everybody was doing that then. The PG era, the reality era, yeah, mm-hmm. that became overly scripted, right? Yeah, and then all of a sudden we start seeing these these vignettes come up mm-hmm. of. Husky Harris. Uh, yeah. yeah. And let's, let's, let's before, not before we talk about his conversion to Bray Wyatt, yeah. mm-hmm. let's talk about Husky Harris because yeah. he came up to the main roster as mm-hmm. Husky Harris. Yeah. He was yeah. Part of Nexus. Part uh, of Nexus. Which was the pre, uh, pre, uh, uh proto, uh, NXT basically. Yeah. It was like they took yeah. development guys and they, and they, they had the, this is next, right? Yeah. It was like a reality, game, a reality game show. It was yeah. a reality game show for wrestlers. Yeah. Then he teamed up with CM Punk. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember going back because I didn't remember seeing this. I'm positive I've watched this pay per view, but mm-hmm. uh, I remember watching it again sometime, and it was a Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what year, so I'm not going to lie and tell you. But it was during the whole CM Punk net version of the Nexus storyline. Mm-hmm. And Bray Wyatt, Husky Harris, mm-hmm. was the strongman heater of the group. Who was clearing everybody else out of the ring? Literally, you had all the Nexus guys standing in the ring, and Husky Harris just throwing everybody out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then he went away because there's just not a lot there for Husky Harris. Yeah, they like send him back to development, which was NXT at the time, mm-hmm. to develop a new character that he came up with. He grows out a beard. Yep. And then, and yeah, because Husky Harris had like a real patchy, like kind of close shaved beard, yeah, thing. like five o'clock shadow kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, and then here comes this dude that you're like, is is that is that Husky Harris? Mm-hmm. You know, because he's in a Hawaiian shirt, he's in the white chinos, he's mm-hmm. got on the straw hat, and he is in the Florida swamps preaching mm-hmm. to a congregation in the swamp, right? This is that Cape Fear. Mm-hmm. This is that old school Max Katie. This is mm-hmm. that serial killer cult demagogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I'll, this version of Bray Wyatt is my favorite. It will always be my yeah. favorite. Yeah. Uh, I love almost everything that he did as Bray Wyatt, including The Fiend and all of that. Mm-hmm. But this version, this more grounded in reality, yeah. mm-hmm. style of Bray Wyatt, yeah, was my favorite. Because then, and then he shows up with Luke Harper mm-hmm. and Eric Rowan, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got Brody and you've got, right. you've got Rowan, and they show up in these like Redbeard, sir. Yeah, Eric well, Redbeard. <laughs> Eric Redbeard. But mm-hmm. he shows up. They show up in these jumpsuits, like right. janitor suits mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. the goat mask, ma- goat mask, and sheet mask, and they just 
quietly beat the holy piss out of anybody that gets close to him mm-hmm. while Bray sits in a rocking chair and laughs. Right. right? Yeah. Like, it, it started moving wrestling back into that, oh, oh crap, this is that supernatural yeah. weirdness something, again. S- something in retrospect, too, not to step on your toes, Jason. I just wanted to say this while it was on my mind fresh. Bray did what Mick Foley did whenever his 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 run would cool down. Like they would take yeah. you off TV, mm-hmm. or they would or, or they would try and cool down your pop or your heat or whatever to keep the fans like where they wanted the fans. He would change direction. He would yeah. change gimmicks. He would change everything about himself to a degree to fit in what he was trying to get over. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you went from that, then you went into like the Eater of World style Bray. Then you had to Firefly and all of this. All of this before Firefly Funhouse and all of that mm-hmm. was still very grounded. You know, you mm-hmm. talked about it going back to this old school style of wrestling, but it was still very much grounded it in was. reality mm-hmm. of this is something that could actually exist. You can have this this cult leader persona mm-hmm. who's leading these group of people mm-hmm. and who are just going to beat up. And then they got a little silly. I mean, there and, were some and, misses, right? You know, yeah, the, the, whole, the whole feud I, with Taker, I, where he took Taker and Kane's fire and lightning. Yeah, that was uh, silly. the uh, Orton I, that, angle. The Orton angle. I think Orton most of it, the, most of the misses though, were with were creative getting involved oh, in, for sure. and just not because sure. you see not again when when the when the Firefly Funhouse came out and it was and everybody was like, okay, this is Bray with one hundred percent creative control right. of this. It was really really good, and then creative started like putting their little fingers in that and that and it kind of ruined like by creative Vince you mean McMahon. vincent kennedy McMahon. Vince McMahon, yeah mostly Vince. um but also there were some terrible writers who i'm sure had some yeah. stupid ideas who mm-hmm. were like, who were like but but it, but i i would argue like you couldn't do it better if uh, if if you just let Bray just do yeah. his thing, you let mm-hmm. him, you let him just go out there and say, okay, this is the kind of the end that that we want with this whole feud, and just let him kind of do his thing, and that's when you it's know, great. the The Firefly Funhouse was great. the The Fiend was great, and mm. then what Bray was doing, and, and I know you made the statement back shortly after the uh, the Mountain Dew match. Mm-hmm. Whereas you were kind of over the Bray Wyatt thing, they had gone too long with the Uncle Howdy thing, yeah. and and I agree. I just wanted to do something. I agree with you. Right? They, yeah. They, they drug it too far, but I was really curious to see what was going to oh, happen. I definitely with wanted to Bray see what Wyatt, Uncle mm-hmm. Howdy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there was the the sister Abigail's out in the audience. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. I was hoping that they would do something with this. I was hoping beyond hope that we were going to get to see somebody, a person as Huskus the Pig Boy, mm-hmm. Mercy the Buzzard, Ramblin' Rabbit. Like, I wanted to see these people show up mm-hmm. in that weird, oh, crap, we all thought this was just, like, hallucinations of right. crazy man Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something else is at play here, right? Mm-hmm. And then have some kind of cool story mated with that would have been fantastic. And, and we never like, did. Mm-hmm. You know, I, we know, because he's talked about it, um, Eric Young mm-hmm. was planned to be part of that. He was so going to be part of it, yeah. Who was he going to be? I I tend to feel like he should have been Ramblin' Rabbit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it would have been part of that that whole, like, 
mean, he was part of Sanity. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, he's already got the crazy man chops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. we know that uh, Bo Dallas, which is Bray's real-life brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his first name, so yeah. I'm not going to. Uh, but he's his real-life brother. He was playing Uncle Howdy. Mm-hmm. And so Alexa brought, was part of it. Yeah, Alexa yeah. was going to mm-hmm. be part of it, and then she got pregnant, and, yeah. and, you know, all of that happened while Bray was sick. Right. Mm-hmm. I just... I hate what we're not going to get to see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I am. I'm so sad for Bray's family. Yeah. Because he's got a three-year-old and a two-year-old or a four-year-old. So, you know, these kids are not going to know their father. Right. Mm -hmm. They're going to know their dad in the same way that a lot of people like that would know. They're going to know the legacy of their dad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're going to know what. They're going to know all the positives, all the the legacy of Wyndham Rotunda, but they're not going to know their dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah. just heartbreaking. And, and you know, for the other kids, Bray got married to his first wife in 2012. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they're no more than 10 years old. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just can't imagine growing up uh, – uh, I know my father was very important in my life. I know yeah. your father was very important in yours. Sure. Uh, Brady, I don't think we've really talked much about your mm. – and, and Jody, I know. But I can't imagine growing up without my parents. Yeah. You know, they're they're so important to my life. and I, I don't – Well, yeah, like like uh, my dad died in um, 2003 uh, when I was a – Sophomore. That would put us at 16, 17, yeah. somewhere in there. Some, somewhere in there. Uh, I'm bad with ages and stuff like that, so somebody else do the math. <laughs> um, and even now, like, it's, like, things fade. Like, yeah. so, like, and that was, I, I had a, a decent amount of time, and it, but it was, yep. um, but even yeah. now, like, like things, things really fade. Uh, yeah. So it becomes a lot harder. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't envy them at all. Um, so I think it's time for us to turn away from sad and depressing. Is there anything <laughs> else before we do? Is there anything oh, I, else? I, I, I want to bring up a, you know, a positive moment. Like, so I, I, I found out one of my favorite Bray Wyatt moments that I hadn't no idea existed until like a few months ago. Um, uh, and this, because it was in a time where I wasn't watching wrestling when this happened and it's a moment where uh, I can't remember. I think he. I guess he's in a tag team with Roman Reigns for some reason. Yeah. I don't know, and I don't care. Um, but he hits somebody with the sister Abigail, and uh, and he goes to pin him. And uh, Sheamus, who is his opponent, one of his opponents, is getting in the ring, and he just and and he's not even really looking at any points. And as he points, Roman Reigns comes up and spears <laughs> the ever loving hell out of Sheamus. At right as the as the ref is 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 hitting the three count, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is the most amazing moment! How did I never hear about this? How are people not just talking about this all the time?" One of my favorite Bray Wyatt moments is in a the Wyatt family is in a tag team match mm-hmm. with Rey Mysterio and whoever else. It doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, Bray blind tags off of uh, I think Brody mm-hmm. and. Ray runs across to start doing the 619. Bray gets in and just grabs Ray in a running Sister Abigail. Mm-hmm. 
And it just looks so perfect mm-hmm. and beautiful. It was just boom, boom. And it was one, two, three. Yeah. Yep. Just amazing spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there have been a lot of them for sure. Um, yeah. My, I got to say my favorite moment, and it's, it's a more recent one than any of those. Even though I say, like, I like the, the cult leader Bray Wyatt the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My favorite moment was that first Firefly Funhouse. Mm-hmm. It pops up, and then here is Bray Wyatt looking like Mister Rogers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. hey kids, you know. And then it it very subtly devolves into this nightmare, nightmare horror, mm-hmm. barely under the surface mm-hmm. of this bubbly, colorful, mm-hmm. you know, children's programming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I like the, all the analog horror stuff that, you know, you see on YouTube. And this just, like, hits that perfectly to me, that that aesthetic. Yeah. And then just seeing where they went from it. Before he became, before The Fiend became kind of a, a jump the shark moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That build to The Fiend was just, like, yeah, oh, so good. I like yeah. that. Mine is, like, the build to him turning Alexa Bliss into mm-hmm. a version mm-hmm. of himself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, was also like you know yeah. one and of the, my favorites. The, shout out to the Firefly Funhouse match, which is some, one of the most creative. Yes. Yes. Matches it's very good, absolutely. ever. Very good. Where there's like you could you could watch it, and there's so many little things that you pick that you can pick up, mm-hmm. and there's so many little things throughout all of like the Firefly Funhouses that you can like pick up, and like so many callbacks and little things like so that. Good. Like John Cena actually he tweeted about that, mm-hmm. and. and in his tweet, he included a picture of him in the Firefly Funhouse match, mm-hmm. and he was talking about just how creative Bray was, yeah, mm-hmm. and the fact that this would have never worked with anybody else, right, except Bray Wyatt, and yeah. what he had planned for it. So. Yeah, yeah, I think that's All a right. good place to end on I, that. Yeah, I think positively about that. Let, let's spin and let's talk about the amazing success of AEW and their all-in pay-per-view because yeah. mm-hmm. this is the first all-in since the the first all-in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the first AEW all-in. Yeah, first AEW all-in. All wasn't, it wasn't was originally AEW. an independently funded uh, program with by, ROH yeah. having, the, with, having with, the rights to yeah. it. Because of licensing and booking, yeah. you know, yeah. reasons. Yeah. That was done out of spite. <laughs> that was yes. done out of, well, the Young Bucks, I think Cody too, like they put yeah. money up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, oh, they, yeah. yeah. They were, it got the name all-in. Right. Dave because they put all they of put, their money in. They put their yeah. money in. Dave Meltzer said they would never sell out 12,000 seats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they and did. They and they said, sold out and 25 or something. Like 25. Yeah. And then today, because we're recording this right after All In, mm-hmm. they sold out Wembley Stadium. Mm-hmm. 81,035 or 36 tickets. Paid sold. attendance. Paid, paid attendance. attendance. The highest paid attendance of any wrestling program ever. Mm-hmm. And I think you guys had stepped out of the room when they announced it. AEW is going to be returning to Wembley Stadium in London, August 25th next year, all in Mm. for number two. Okay. That's a good, that's a good thing. That's a great idea. That's a good thing. WWE goes over and they do like a week long tour. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they do, and that's European not even tour, right? that's not even every year. At it's least not tele, not year. for televised and pay per view. Yeah. They yeah. do tour yeah. over there every year, but it's not always on TV. Yeah. It's, it's usually on, on Raw and SmackDown. They, mm-hmm. yeah. they do but, like two shows in England. They do a show in France. They do a show in Germany. They do a show in Italy. Almost never a pay per view. They yeah. spend a week over there. Right. They, they never do a pay 
pay-per-view or if they do it's once They've every done, 20 years there, it's yeah. been a handful yeah. a handful yeah. of pay-per-views the recent was clash last year clash last year clash at the castle yeah. mm-hmm. and then before that i want to think it was, was like, like a summer slam or something in, 90, in the like 90s that. yeah yeah, yeah. boy smith um like so they they're, they're very and and honestly WWE has kind of done a, a bad number to the wrestling scene in, mm-hmm. in England because oh, yeah. of NXT UK and all that and then buying yeah. up Evolve and buying up everything they took a lot of talent they took a lot of talent well that was in the we're going to choke out the independent wrestling well scene. they were planning on putting an NXT in every country yeah, that was NXT big enough Japan, for one. there was NXT yeah. India like there was a, there was so, they were playing on doing a lot and, and then, then they, that then they did tits up. Well, also the pandemic happened. Right. The that pandemic also happened. had that's something it, to do with that's it. That's when it, as Brady so elegantly put it, yeah. went to it, it was. I would argue it was going. <laughs> it, was it was going, going that way so, yeah. before then. Right. Um, so they, they don't do a whole lot over there. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So, but England is full of fans as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So here comes All In by the Pissant Little T-Shirt Company, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 81,000 tickets sold yeah right. right now wwe tried to tried to throw some shade mm-hmm. uh like the week after this like last week by saying uh that wrestlemania 40 because wrestlemania 40 tickets went on sale mm-hmm. and they've sold ninety thousand tickets mm-hmm. for a two-day event yeah yeah <laughs> so forty thousand like forty thousand tickets let's just yeah. say forty-five thousand. right right. right yeah um so we got all and that in. doesn't include because we don't know them yet, what's the pay per view buys? Yeah, we don't know what the pay per view buys are. What the pay per view buys? We yeah. don't know. Yeah. And this is again, this is paid attendance, so right. we don't know how many were giveaways, included, how many tickets were given away, yeah. how many special seats were reserved. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, let, let's play the WWE game, right? Because WWE loves to say we had ninety thousand people here, and mm-hmm. and then you find out it was like eighty thousand. And then you, they also added in the caterer. They added in the concession of, Everybody of that, that was of there. Of that 80,000, 15,000 of them were employees. Were employees. Yeah. People and, that yeah. just happened to you drive know, and by like staff and, and staff and wrestlers alike all get like at least like probably like five tickets each yeah. to give yeah. to their sure. family and friends yeah. whenever they're in town. Oh, so yeah. you can imagine as they should, as they should, as they should. As oh, they yeah, should. Yeah. but you at least a thousand plus of those tickets are free in some, yeah. in some case radio yeah. or family, you know? Sure. So, yeah. So, so yeah, we watched all in, we, we Let's, started, it started at 11 o'clock here on the, yeah. in the morning pre-show yeah. pre-show started at 11. We're going to run through the matches. I missed the pre-show. Yeah. I uh, missed the first part so of the pre-show. We have our first match of the night. MJF and Adam Cole for the all elite. No, wait, I'm sorry. Yeah. That was MJF and Adam Cole versus Ozzy Open mm-hmm. for the Ring of uh, Honor. Ring, Ring of, of Honor. Tag, tag, yeah. and, tag belts. And like, I was trying like to be funny. Brady right. and I had gotten here. You know, we had it turned on and everything. And, and Ozzy, or, and, uh, you know, the, the MJF Adam Cole remix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were both like, wow, they're going to start with this on the on pre show. show. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, it makes sense because they're going to be the main event. Right, so yeah. So you want them to have enough time to kind of... Give them two or three hours <sighs> to breathe. Well, yeah. No, they, they give them enough time to cool up, cool down. Right, yeah. And then warm back up. Yeah. yeah. Because that way they don't have to stay warm for right. four hours. Right. Mm-hmm. The match yeah. was, was very serviceable, mm-hmm. right? Um, it ended with 
MJF hitting the kangaroo kick. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then the double clothesline. Yep. And your new ROH tag team champions are MJF and Adam Cole, which, you know, we're sitting here going, huh, well, well, that's going to make the main event a little more entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of, of this little. Because we were like, oh, somebody's going to get injured and that's going to be a whole big yeah, thing. They're probably going to try and stop it, you know, and say, oh, try and pull some sleazy stuff. Yeah. Somebody gets hurt or mm-hmm. it was going to be, a, you know, Cole was going for a last shot and MJF gets pulled in the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to create this tension. Yeah, you know, right. They didn't, they, they didn't do subverts either. expectations is what they have done with that entire yeah. uh, uh, storyline. Yeah. To be honest, we then go to, uh, of course, MJF and Adam Cole get the win. Yep, they mm-hmm. are your new ROH tag team mm-hmm. champions. Mm-hmm. We then go to a bunch of talking about the show that's about to happen. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff um, on this you can yeah. see. There's and really then, one other thing <laughs> to talk little, about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we get Jack Perry versus Hook for mm-hmm. the FTW championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all want to talk about because I missed it was another good match. It had some Uh, good spots in it. Apparently, they did FTW rules, which apparently that means false count anywhere and and no DQs. And I don't know, maybe something else. Who knows? Um, There were a few good. There were a couple of good spots. The the door, the door spot. Yeah, Yeah. Jack Perry's entrance was good. He came in in a limo. Yeah, like, yeah. Not, not a did full he come into limo, the Beethoven? He did. Yeah, the they're still doing that. Yeah. They're still doing uh, black tie. Uh, who took the bump in the door? Was that Hook it, threw him? Uh, it was him. Uh, uh, not uh, Perry. It. Perry took most of the bumps. Right. Off. They did a lot of spots on top of the. There was uh, a suplex on top of the limo. Yeah, nah, there was a suplex on top of the here's limo. The thing that's going to tease something yeah. that we're going to talk about so, in just a second. Yeah. Jack Perry put Hook through glass. Yeah. Yes. Through the front window. When he did, he looked at the camera. And, you know, we talked about this last week, which Mm. is why I'm. Yeah. uh, He turned to the camera and he said, it's real glass. Cry me a river. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. End of the match. Unless there's something else y'all want to talk about. Hook wins. Well, Hook Hook wins wins. and uh, recaptures the title. Yeah. uh, Yeah. If you want to call it a title. Yeah. Yeah. Two-time FTW champion. Yeah. Yeah. Hook wins, captures that. Backstage, because the next match mm-hmm. is the CM opening Punk. Match. The, opening the opening match is CM Punk versus Samoa Joe for the the real, real world, world champion. champion. Yeah. Now uh-huh. we know that Jack Perry and CM Punk have had issues in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, recently even. Yeah, well, the, for like Only really a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and now they have more issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because. Yeah, yeah, you know according, more. According to Fightful, um, the reports they got, Jack Perry went backstage, got in CM Punk's face, mm-hmm. and then, like, shoulder-checked him. Yeah. Which resulted in CM Punk shoving him. Yeah. Which resulted in Jack Perry being told to leave the building. Mm-hmm. I also saw reports. It was originally reported that, like, CM Punk it punched him. him or punched but him. Then I heard, oh, no, it's he choked him. Yeah. So, mm. I don't so, know. Um, so all we really know at this point is that Jack Perry was asked to leave. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As he should have been. Right. Right. Uh, I'm not defending that behavior. Of right. Getting in the face, shoulder checking, all of that's inappropriate. Now, if CM Punk responded in any way as a punch or a choke or anything, then he also should have been asked to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you uh, have to be professional. I am extremely disappointed in Jack. Well, yeah. in, in Jack yeah. and Tony Khan, if Tony allowed CM Punk, I'm saying if because right. I just don't know. Yeah, 
I'm if Tony allowed CM Punk to stay, mm-hmm. I will be very surprised if he did not. Yeah, they need they CM need CM Punk can do no wrong. They definitely need they need a personal human resources person for just Phil Punk. Brooks. Yeah, yeah, like for real. No, they need to fire Phil Brooks. Well, I well, mean, they're yeah. gonna keep him. They're gonna, you know, they buy, they better they better get some HR person. Yeah, because they're gonna end up getting sued over some dumb shit. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's going to do something eventually mm-hmm. that isn't going to be a like the young bucks and and Kenny or, or whoever, and they're not going to be just like you know what. Screw it. We're not going to deal with it. This there. this kind of shit could cause a unionization yeah. to happen because he's, wrestlers have been dying to make a union for a, the whole yeah. existence of and wrestling. Yeah. He's going to do something eventually to the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Like, Hangman's just been like, yeah, sure, whatever. Right. right. Yeah. But somebody's eventually going to rub it the wrong way, and they're going to say, cool, whatever, because somebody's going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not just, like, a bite on the arm. Right. They're going to get hurt. Right. And... <laughs> Yeah. I love how you sued. downplayed the fact that somebody I mean, had a chunk ripped out. There. He yeah. got dude got bit. Okay. Yeah. Also, uh, uh, also, uh, you know, retroactively thinking about the brawl for all, if the Bucks hadn't have been involved in the creation of the company, right. and and uh, you know, uh, vice president and had vice president titles and all that. Who was going to, like, they would have probably been fired probably. during that sure. situation. Probably. I have, sure. have no doubt that they would have been fired. I think that this ends eventually, like you guys are saying, where mm. CM Punk does something to the wrong person. That person sues, and Shad Khan steps in and tells Tony, you got to get rid of him. You either he, fire a, him yeah. or I shut I the know. company down. Punk, um, punk. Because he's not going to let, Shad doesn't care enough about wrestling right. to allow CM Punk to take any of his money. Yeah. Punk, Punk needs to take his own advice when he said about McMahon, and this is where I'm going to stop talking about Phil Brooks. He's successful to spot himself. Yep. yep. Yeah. Um, so, to to finish with Phil Brooks, mm-hmm. yeah. we have CM Punk, Samoa Joe for the real world championship. That was an okay match. Yeah, it, wasn't it was fine. It, it was, it was I, okay I, can't, I can't get any enjoyment over a CM Punk match yeah. anymore. Like he, he has spoiled me so bad that like I cannot throw my biases aside. If so he, any anything that he does to me looks like crap. It looks yeah. terrible. So it's like, like Stan from South Park over here. Yeah, C- like C- I, C- I'm <laughs> yeah. CM Punk gets the win here. If yeah. you want to watch Samoa Joe do some good stuff, yeah, there's tune into Twisted Metal and yeah. watch him play right. Sweet Tooth and Twisted Metal. Right. Yeah, Punk won with the worst top yeah. rope Pepsi plunge that I've ever seen. It didn't even look like awful. a Pepsi plunge. Uh, I thought it was a pedigree. I did and then too. They said, no, this is a Pepsi plunge. And I was like, well, sure, I guess it's a Pepsi plunge. Right. I don't know. Uh, that's the last time I'm going to say Pepsi plunge. So. What was the move again? I'm not going to say it again. Okay. Well, it was <laughs> worth a try. Every, reverse, uh, <laughs> reverse back 10 seconds and then we'll listen to it and then you'll find I, out. I might actually do that. Just <laughs> cut you insane Pepsi. As I'm um, not going to listen to this because I'm on it. So <laughs> We've got uh, the next match, and this kind of surprised me that they would put both of them this close together mm-hmm. because we have Team Kenny Omega versus Team uh, Takeshita. I, I saw his first and name, and I, I have no idea actually how to pronounce his first mm-hmm. name, so I wasn't even going to try. Yeah, I, can't, and then I don't I just know. So, I can't say I, his first name. I don't even know what his first name uh, Yeah, it's Kenosuke. like Kanosuke or something, but yeah. I, I it just, I was done, you yeah. know? So yeah. it was Kenny, Hangman, and... Koda, Koda Bushi. Bushi. Yeah. Versus Takeshita, uh, 
and Bullet Club Gold, and Bullet uh, Club Juice Gold, yeah. Juice Robinson, and uh, Switchblade uh, Jay White, Jay White, Jay White, and some dude that they found outside. <laughs> yeah, some uh, homeless guy. Of Wembley Stadium. Uh, <laughs> they were like, "Hey man, you want to make twenty bucks?" And yeah. they're like, "Yeah, I ain't eating in a week." Yeah, he's holding the sign. We'll wrestle for food. And they were like, "Hey, we got you." Um, this but, was a good match. I thought it was it fine. Was, it I wasn't was, it was okay. Impressed, I thought but, the match was okay, but but something was mentioned among us, and I agree that. If you were the average American wrestling fan, mm-hmm. and this is Abushi, right? I I could not blame anybody for being like, "What's so special about this dude?" Yeah, yeah. right. The two they, matches that you've seen him in have not showcased anything about they. Ibushi. They let him and Takeshita like shine for like thirty seconds, and that was about it. Uh, yeah. Thirty seconds might be going long. They let a they, spot they happen. Had, they had, they had an a exchange. Spot. <laughs> they had a was a like, spot. okay, this is cool. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this this match was like getting interesting. Right at the end, and then it yeah. ended. Yeah, it was not um, interesting for a while. Takeshita won. Mm-hmm. His team won. I think Takeshita even pinned Kenny. He did. Rolled up Kenny. He rolled up right. Kenny from yeah. a distraction. There was a distraction yeah. that happened there. Mm-hmm. Um, we then go into the next match, which is the AEW Tag Team Championships. Mm-hmm. FTR versus the Young Bucks. And, of course, following the news that uh, Dash was arrested and charged yeah. with well, hey. aggravated assault with a firearm. Of course, the Young Bucks win this match, right? Like, go back and yeah. listen you would to think. my comment from last week, right? Because I said last week, I expected the Young Bucks to win. Mm-hmm. I gave them a decent percentage chance to win. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going to move the tag titles back over to D- Dynamite. Right. House of Black, they're on collision. So right. there we go. Mm-hmm. And then after after the stuff came out with with uh, Dash, it was like yeah, hundred percent chance Bucks are winning this. You know, mm-hmm. you cash. Go. I think cash, I said yeah. it's cash. It's cash. I, yeah. I, I mixed yeah. their two names because yeah. they're Dax and Cash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like it's hundred percent Bucks are winning. Right. There yeah. you go. Uh, FTR wins. They were saying. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. So uh, yeah. we'll we'll sure. see what happens. Sure. <laughs> Our next match is um, the. Stadium Stampede match, uh, dear God! I'll be right, I'll be right back. It was uh, Tony. Tony, don't don't ever do another. <laughs> if you want to do Stadium Stampedes, that's fine. Yeah, film them the day before, edit them into a yeah. actual you know usable podcast, like or or like, you know video. Whatever. Jody just got up and left, so let's go put a video on wherever Jody went. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he can uh, still be part of the <laughs> the the the, con- the the discussion, uh, right? Yeah. Um, uh, it. Was. It was better than any anarchy in the arena match. So I'll uh, say this: it wasn't for what it was. It was a good match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That does not in any way mean that this concept is a good match. Yeah, now, this is not something that can be done yeah. anymore. I don't think this is Blackpool Combat Club with mm-hmm. Xlax. Yeah. yeah. Versus best friends Orange Cassidy. And Pinta. Eddie Pinta, Pinta and, and Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Uh, Pinta gets injured. Yeah. At early on in the match, and comes back twenty minutes later as Pinta Obscuro. Yeah. yeah. He changed. <laughs> he changed into into red gear. So um, that means Sue. And then up. he did 
nothing. Yeah, yeah. He, there he, was, did. he did. He did one, one spot. He did, off he did of one the spot, and it was never seen for the rest of the match. He um, might have actually been injured. I don't know. <laughs> um, Sue shows up in the van. Yeah, yeah. so that was kind of cool. yeah, that was a good spot. Once they got back in the ring at the towards the wrap up, it mm. was pretty decent. Right? Yeah, and the like, the problem with these matches, whether it's Anarchy in the Arena or Stadium Stampede or Blood and Guts. Uh, well, blood and guts, it's a little easier because they generally don't go. Well, I don't know what you're going to say here, but I, from where I was going, and I had a conversation in my head, so go on ahead and make your point. I'm sorry. There's too much going on for it to be on camera. Yes, and this is true. So you lose what's happening. Mm-hmm. Blood and guts, I, I think I get what you're yeah. saying. Blood and guts it's, can be the same way, but it's confined yeah. to the ring area yeah. this when you have somebody that's outside the arena mm-hmm. like and had, other people who are and they were doing picture in picture and it yeah, was like oh well, i can't really focus on anything now at yeah. one point you had orange cassidy and moxley were fighting in the ring mm-hmm. santana and ortiz were i think ortiz was with moxley in the ring santana sorry guys was, i was in the uh, stadium with uh with right. like you know <laughs> wheeler yuda santana was off somewhere yeah yuda and uh claudio and eddie mm-hmm. and chuck taylor were up doing something Stuff. yeah they were up in yeah. like the balcony area it's <laughs> like three things going on at one time yeah. now once they got in the ring I really liked the whole like Orange Cassidy just getting pissed off aggressive. Yeah, right. I liked that. Yeah, so Moxley that was Moxley went full of Dula the Butcher yeah, he attacked, on him. Yeah, he attacked um, Cassidy with a fork. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my so like there were some good spots in there. The stuff with with the stuff with Sue, the stuff with Orange Cassidy was really cool, and I was like, oh, this is great. But I, especially with Blackpool Combat Club, I am so desensitized mm-hmm. to blood, to, to blood yeah. and then pulling out this thing that does this thing yeah. and and barbed wire on, on a on a on a plywood sheet and forks i feel and like i am so desensitized to that that it you it pull this stuff anything. out and it doesn't do anything for me yep. i i feel like blackpool combat club when they first came out they were all about this is a fight. This is. And, they were and all they, about beating everybody up. Well, not yeah. just, but not just beating them up. It was all about technical skill in the yeah. ring and chain wrestling and that kind of yeah. stuff. Well, and it was also uh, it, it was it was the technicality of of Danielson yeah. versus the the ferocity and, and the mixed with the ferocity of Moxley. And now it's just we're going to do hardcore matches and, and I'm going to yeah. bleed and you're going to And their bleed. gimmick also was like they would like they would beat you up but then if you could like handle it they you Which could join them. That yeah. was the whole yeah. 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 Which we got a we got best friend best hug. hug we yeah. Right. With yeah. Yeah. There was, like I said the there was a couple of good spots mm-hmm. but like there was a lot of stuff that tomorrow I'm not even going to remember oh, because yeah. it's just uh, I never I don't care. I, the faces, I don't care. The faces get the win here. Yeah. I never thought I would ever get faces tired get of hardcore win. matches, but I have to agree with so tired. Faces get the win with Orange Cassidy taking duct tape and wrapping it backwards around his hand right. and, and shattering a bottle in a in a bucket right. and pressing his hand into the glass. Trying to, trying to that, was a, that was a cool spot. Trying to be his best Axel Rotten in a Taipei yeah. death match. Yeah. yeah. I was uh, thinking, what is it, kickboxer or whatever? Yeah, kickboxer. Yeah, th- that's where the, like, the Axel brothers did that in ECW with actual yeah. glass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Watch that match. Mm-hmm. Don't watch it's, that match. Are, are you saying it's real glass, Crimea River? Yeah. It, no, I'm saying it's real <laughs> glass. Watch two brothers, not real brothers, punch each other in the face for 15 minutes with broken glass. Yeah. Hey. Um, um, so moving on 
from that match, we go to our fatal four-way for the women's tag team champion. We have uh, our Tony Storm, Soraya, Britt Baker, and your champion uh, Sheeta. Yeah, Soraya got a like a really cool entrance. She didn't get a cool. We, we will rock her, you with all yeah, of her family coming out. Family, which you know we made the we made the the, <laughs> the point while we were sitting here talking about, or at least I did. It's really cool that she gets that. Yeah, yeah. She she would never again, have gotten that in a WWE. Again, we go back yeah. to the fact that there really aren't any WWE pay per views. There were in no pay per views that were back done then, over yeah. there back when, then when she was when in she it. Was like, in it. no, yeah. they would have never had a pay per view in 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 so, United Kingdom. Uh, the best you were going to get was her on a Raw or a yeah. SmackDown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So her getting to come out with her family mm-hmm. in her backyard on the highest. Paid gate selling pay per view ever. Mm-hmm. Really cool then, moment for her. Throughout yeah, the match, sure. you have uh, Mama Soraya getting involved because they're both mm-hmm. named Soraya. Yeah. Like there so, was, yeah. th- this is where the match, like the the whole outcast. Because remember, Soraya and Tony Storm are both in this match. Yeah, right. They along had, with Britt Baker, along with Britt and Sheeta, right? And, right. And Sheeta's outfit was great. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Tony Storm and Soraya had been mostly working together at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there'd been a couple of those weird like I covered them and throw, why are you covering them? It's my turn, you know that yeah. kind of thing, which you kind of expect. Yeah, right. But there was a spot where uh, Mama Soraya yeah. is mm-hmm. holding Britt outside. Yeah. Right. Tony goes to hit Britt. Britt drops. Whoops. Tony busts. Clocks. Uh, yeah. Mama Soraya. Right. Which, and, and Soraya. Page, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll go with Paige. Paige. Right, yeah. she's standing in the ring watching it, so she knows Her exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. She she knows that it was a not intentional, right? And and b like she saw it happen, right? But what does she do? Does she calmly? Oh no, mm-hmm. it was an accident. Things happen when you're right. being physical. No, she immediately starts going after yep. Tony, mm. while Mama Soraya. Is also trying to go towards right. Tony while the rest of the family holds. Her My back. thought process yeah. during this match was like they've been trying to end this group for probably a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, it comes down. Ruby comes running out to try to get between them, mm-hmm. and I think Tony like Tony Tony shoves Tony her. Shoves her. Tony, Tony, Tony or punched her. Tony I think, punched yeah. her. Yeah, yeah punched her. Yeah, yeah. Ruby just rolls out of the ring and says, yeah. "I'm done with I'm this. Done. Yeah, I'm done with this." Keeps walking up the right. Ramp. Yeah. Uh, you see the ending. Soraya grabs the the spray paint and sprays Tony sprays in the Tony face. Tony in the eyes, and then pins her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so your new AEW Women's Champion, is Soraya. Which, which this was a really funky uh, ending as well mm-hmm. because you had uh, Sheeta was in uh, Britt's submission, but also yeah. it looked like I think Sheeta had rolled Britt up. I, like I don't know. Fair. I lost all they of weren't showing I, I, the. They yeah. weren't showing the production of, of like they were not like. Hopefully, right, yeah. the next time they come and they do a stadium thing, it's better because the production and yeah, the sound, the one, the sound engineering was very bad. Mm-hmm. You could never hear the crowd. You could never hear hardly. You could hardly hear anything. There were some moments where it was, and we'll get to that later, where it was very important to hear stuff, and you did hear that. But like. It, it it sounded like a very muted crowd yeah. because like you couldn't hear anything. And to finish that match, you couldn't tell if the other two people were pinning each other or yeah, if they were then, tied in a like, submission like or what that, was going they were on. Do, they did I very bad actually, angles. I they could were, actually see this angle. going to a dynamite where they reveal that Sheeta had Brit pinned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. At, at that's what I was time. saying too. Yeah, 
But the way that there wasn't even like confusion makes it think like, Mm -hmm. regardless of what actually happened, like this is the way. Soraya wins the yeah, right. It's kind of like a a Becky Ronda thing where she didn't have it, but that was the way it was supposed to go. So we're just not going to bring it up, right? Um, Moving forward, we have uh, Sting and Darby Allen versus Swerve Strickland and Christian Cage. Christian came out with the TNT Championship. Yeah. Before, Around his waist. Before yeah. that happened, now, no, we got this awesome promo with Sting in the streets of London. Yeah. yeah. Dressed as Jack, Jack the Ripper. And the Joker at the same and time. And the Joker, yeah. With a terrible, terrible cockney. Uh, oh, man, it was so funny. It, was, it the, was so bad he stopped doing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mid-promo. It, it was so good. And then you're like, oh, man, he's got this really cool, like, old-school trench coat-looking thing. He comes out wearing a shirt. A just a regular a red a regular t-shirt. To seek and destroy. Yeah, yeah. to um, seek and destroy. Uh, which yeah. is sure. AEW, AEW made no money off uh, of yeah, this pay-per-view yeah. with all of the record ticket sales, mm-hmm. all of that. Tony Khan spent all of the money that he would have made from this. That yeah. might have been why the sound quality was so bad, because I'm going to tell you a real quick thing. Uh, uh, Paul, back in the ECW days, uh, uh, Paulie Dangerously, you know, mm-hmm. um, would, would, would have music played, licensed music played through pay-per-views, but it wouldn't be loud enough for you to actually hear it very well through the speaker's. And so he wouldn't have to pay anybody. You could barely hear Seek and Destroy. Yeah. I don't know. That's not how that works. Well, I, well, I so, don't know. <laughs> so then, but, uh, then Swerve and uh, Swerve came out to, uh, I think, Junior Spesh. Uh, uh, something Swerve, Swerve uh, came out with fresh rappers. something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. DJ Who Kid, who is a producer, mm-hmm. uh, with, don't with ask me what he did. I have absolutely no idea who they were. Right, they, they were, were just rapping, rapping the lyrics. His entrance over his entrance. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the 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 like the the entrance still had lyrics, and then the guy was just rapping over them. It it was not good. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was not great. Uh, uh, coffin so match. We have the coffin match. It ends. Sting and Darby win. Yeah. yeah, Sting yeah. and Darby win. Nothing really. Do. Uh, uh, Sting hit somebody with a cricket bat. That was funny. Yeah. Yes, he, he yeah, had a Instead of a baseball bat, bat yeah. he had a cricket bat. That was funny. That's that was, brilliant. It was an entertaining match. It wasn't like spectacular, but no, it, was, it, was it was entertaining. entertaining. I was sports oh. entertained. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. We then go to Chris Jericho versus Will Ospreay. Yeah. Better uh, than expected. Better it than was expected. fine. Osprey Osprey beats Jericho. Yeah, as, I'm not going to spend a whole have. lot of time yeah. on Well, no, but there were a lot of really there, good Osprey like spots in the match. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, because Will was Ospreay. better than expected considering it was Will Osprey fighting Jericho. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they shouldn't the start. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. The, yeah. the story for this match is after the match. Yeah, right. Because Sammy Guevara came out with. Jericho. Jericho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, which Jericho actually performed his theme song with Fozzie. Right. Uh, on his way out. out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have Sammy trying to console Jericho. Hail and nothing. Jericho just pushes him off, tells him, just give me a minute. Right. Yeah. Does that a couple times and then leaves Sammy in the ring. Sammy's yeah. visually confused. It, yeah. it, Jericho's you know. very despondent. Um, I'm really like. They're teasing me with a Jericho uh, retirement, and I know it's not going to happen, and I'm just going to be pissed with <laughs> what it does. They should have also like pulled the trigger on like ending the JAS like a while ago. Yeah. Like yeah. they had they had teased that well, like months on ago. Dynamite on Dynamite, you know, Sammy came out and saved Jericho, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, what's his name, uh, Garcia. Think, yeah, basically went to Sammy and was like, "What are you doing?" You know, right. I thought we all walked away from him. And right. Sammy's comment was, I told him day one I'd always have his back. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd always be part of his group, but I got his back. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, and Sammy's been with Jericho longer than just about anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it makes sense. And if they are doing a 
I don't want to call it a retirement, but mm-hmm. if, if Jericho's going to step away from active in ring competitive competition, right. mm-hmm. the person to do that against is Sammy Guevara. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, right now, now pass sure, the torch. Know, yeah. yeah, the person for him to do that, and I, I feel like that's probably. What I hope that's what they do. That'd be good. I don't have it. Not, good. Like have again, faith. I'm not saying yeah. that this is a retirement mm-hmm. because I still think we're going to see Jericho at all ins and mm-hmm. yeah. go to go to a part time every sting, every yeah. every like four or five um, months or something. You know? Yeah, but um, yeah, so we have that, and then we have the acclaimed Billy Gunn versus the House of Black mm-hmm. in a House of Black match. Yeah, which we didn't for, know until. Yeah, right. For the trios titles, mm-hmm. the stipulation was no holds, no holds barred. barred. So, yeah. we, so we skip all of the pretending to, to, to tag in and everything, yeah. and we're yeah. just going to have a tornado tag Texas match. Texas tornado I'm tag okay match. Yep. I'm okay with it. Uh, Prob- match of the night? Second, second, second for me. Okay, um, yeah. but no, it was, I'm, but I'm just until, I'm like it was my uh, until it was the, match the main. Of the night until it was match and that yeah until yeah. the yeah uh, yeah uh, it was really really good match really uh, good match. Uh, Julia Hart gets involved. Yeah, and uh, she takes a scissor meat. Hits her with a scissor me timbers. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't think that was gonna happen, now, but uh, it did. That was not on my card. Yeah. No, uh, right? uh, Props no. to, props to her. She was still selling a limp. She was when she got later involved with the later. way she's been doing things. She was probably like the one that came to them and was like, "Hey, y'all hit me with a with a shiver yeah. me temp. Y'all hit me with a move." Yeah. And they're like, "Are you sure? Yeah, sure. Yeah, like I can I can almost go see it like being that. Like I, you know what? I don't condone violence against women or really anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of seeing." intergender matches Mm -hmm. they can be cool from time to time i I think you can do the right thing but here's here's the thing she got involved Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. she stood in front of billy gunn right to stop him from diving out onto house of black and she slapped him it was so nice to see Mm -hmm. that he's just like okay consequences and there's consequences for your action Mm -hmm. like again yeah, I do not condone violence against no. anybody. No, yeah. none of us here do. Well, but yeah, that yeah. being said, yeah, this is professional wrestling. It was, yeah, this is sports entertainment. It was a good spot. Yeah, it was a good. Spot. It was a good. Spot. It was yeah. very yeah. unexpected. It, it was unexpected good, which is what you want in wrestling because expected yeah. is boring. Yeah, but they, yeah. The, it was, a, it was a very good match. It was a yeah. very, very good match. I really like the House of Blacks outfits. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, they were the wearing all white, white gold. Yeah, with like these really cool. Marble looking masks with yeah. horns on them, and mm-hmm. like they look, now, like they looked when, really the when I, they walked out. Yeah, I was gonna, Buddy Murphy or Buddy Matthews mm-hmm. was holding a lantern. Yeah, right. Which he sat down at the ramp. Right. Um. Of course, all the lights went out, and as soon as they did, like all the crowd turned on their flashlights, like mm-hmm. they do for House of and, Black. Mm-hmm. And commentary mentioned like they the talked about they mentioned Bray Wyatt specifically. And, and there were several times throughout the m- night where people had references FTR, to FTR. Mm-hmm. F- FTR had uh, Bray um, armbands. Armbands. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was it? somebody else had something on their trunks or something? Uh, I missed uh, that. So mm-hmm. I no, I saw somebody had like a pat. I don't. Yeah. You know, it's possible. But, I, but, I just missed that. Yeah. No. And it, so it was kind of cool. Yeah. And I see that in the sense of you know. This is a, a organization that had nothing to do with Bray Wyatt. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, other than just hey, he's a he's a, 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 a fellow in arms type. Yeah, thing. Mm-hmm. 
So, so many of the guys in this organization yeah, worked, yeah. worked with him. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and had feuds against him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so. End of the match. Matthews was involved in Bray Wyatt's storylines at one I point, he was, wasn't he? At one point. Uh, I don't know. It gets confusing end of the trying match, to remember all the stuff that he did. The acclaimed win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And when ref goes to hand him the belts, House of Black yanks the belts back from the ref. Mm-hmm. And then they handed right. claimed and Billy Gunn the belts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rolled out of the ring and left. And then uh Caster and Bowen, you know, cut a quick promo. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, we promised you we'd get gold around your waist again, even though the trio's belts are silver. Um yeah. You know, well, I think these, here, like I said, these versions are symbol version. are silver because they're House of Black, right. and then they're probably going to go back to the gold, gold ones. So, I liked it. I liked that. I, I liked, thought that was I liked cool. It. Yeah, passing of respect. House of Black, even yeah. though they're heels, like everybody cheers everything for them. So, them. like well, they don't, and even though they're heels, everything about them, like in all of their promos and all their stuff, mm. is. We want someone to beat us. Yeah. Right. Prove your worth. Right. Yeah. We are here yeah. to test you. Yeah. Yeah. Respect. Anybody Equal who's in front respect. of us, we want to test you. So all about so respect. respect. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. I am waiting for House of Black to be joined by the metal band Ghost. Yeah. Um, because that just seems They did like, look like some nameless ghouls <laughs> out there. They did. They did. Uh, maybe um, that's why I liked it. Uh, now, final match of the night. Match of the night. And MJ, match of the night. Too. MJF, yeah. to me, yeah. Adam Cole for the All Elite Championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I thought this was fantastic. Yeah, yeah I did too. Mm-hmm. They both come down to the ring. When they get in the ring, uh, they both roll out. Yeah. Reach under the apron and they pull out the better than their, your baby Their shirts, tag team shirts. Yeah. yeah. Put those on and they wrestle like half. Cole but, wrestles almost the whole match with yeah. his on. Right. Uh, there's a spot. So... I really this this was a match in two parts really. Yeah, the yeah. first so, part was them like, you know, kind of testing each other, feeling out, it shaking out, hands, yeah, you know, being friends, right? Yeah. And then Max holds his hand out for Cole to shake. They shake hands, and Max thumbs him in the eye. Well, that's yeah. the second time he shook. shook his yeah, hand. the first time, time it was, was a lot of the first time it was clean. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of subverting expectations. Right. There was a lot of mm-hmm. chanting of, uh, you know. Good sportsmanship mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Cole yeah. And then we end the match. Completely different person after. Oh, that. Uh, yeah. Cole went full blown he went heel full mode. Heel. Yeah. yeah. For like the majority most of the of match. This match. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hair pulls, low blows, and like he only stopped. Everything. He only stopped the heel after a brutal looking spot on the yeah. steel steps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When. Max is laid out, and you see right. Adam with actual. You give him a brain buster on, on the steel yeah. steps, and, right. he, and then he's like, "Oh my god, what did I do?" Because right. MJF isn't moving. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, "Max, Max." And the Rinsberg, pushed him away. Yeah, right. Rinsberg won't let him get near him. Right. We get a nine count, and then at nine, Jeff does an amazing, amazing dive in backwards. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> that wasn't supposed to be funny, but damn, that was. It funny. was. They end up. Clotheslining each other, so mm-hmm. a yeah. double clothesline, as mm-hmm. anybody would ever call well, it. They're yeah. on opposite sides of the ring. They look at each other and shout, and double, double clothesline, clothesline, and then they did and double clothesline. Uh, up until that point, I just want to say this real quick. Up yeah. until that point, everything they were doing were tit for tat. Like yeah. when oh, yeah. when Cole pulled MJ up's hair, MJ up did yeah. it exactly right. like right mm-hmm. after almost. So it yeah. was like very yeah. very fifty fifty up until yeah. the stare yeah. the stare up and, spot. And, that, and and when MJF did thumb uh uh. 
Cole in the eye. Like he was like, well, what did you come on? Like, like what did you expect? It, it, yeah. he, he was kind of like, right. he doesn't really fully understand like how to, to be a, a, non a non pos person yeah um so so like he was having a little bit of trouble those moments were throughout the whole entire adam cole was like and i took that personally right (laughs) Right. so they'd have the double clothesline Mm -hmm. they each end up laying flat on their backs on the mat with Mm -hmm. an arm over top of each other Mm -hmm. yeah so the referee drops counts one two three right everybody's like what yeah Yeah. is going on he calls it a draw yeah Yeah. and everybody's shocked including the yeah. whole pay-per-view audience yeah. is just like, what the hell right. just right. Adam Cole rips the microphone out of the announcer's hand yeah. and, and says, Max, five more minutes. Max yeah. says, yeah. no. And then pauses. Pause. Yeah. We're going to go till we have a winner. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. this is and, and winner. He, <laughs> and he swears. Yes. The yeah. big the big one. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, this, this is effing Wimbley. Wimbley. Yeah. Um, and, but he didn't say effing. He actually yeah. said, he the said the word. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. said the so, word more I'm than once. I'm trying not to have Michael actually write down the time again. <laughs> I uh, apologize. <laughs> it is okay. So, so, match restarts. Match restarts. At this point, they, they're going at it. We see uh, the ref take a bump. Yeah, we get a yeah. ref bump. There's a ref bump, and then Roderick Strong, Roddy down. shows yeah. up. Well, before this, Cole like is going like full heel. Like, he's he is, hardcore. He is like right. he's he's like I think it was just after a two count, and 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 he's like pie facing MJF, and it's like I have worked so hard for this. I I we can, we may be friends, but I am, I am better, better than, than you. you. Yeah. I deserve this. Yeah. I am better than you, and like he is going full heel. So we get our ref bump. Yeah. Roderick Strong appears. He low blows. He low blows MJF. MJF. Um, Cole covers him. Cole yeah. covers him. He gets, and in the most drug out. I think it was a. It was like a 35 was, count. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very slow uh, count because the referee is still groggy from yeah. the bump. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember exactly Max when this out. happened in the match, but there is. It's when the ref bump happens. Yeah. The second, the second or first one. Um, yeah, I, I, the second one's but, when he took the move. Yeah, but no, no. So it's. I think it's the first one. Okay. They are sitting there. MJF goes and gets a steel chair. Mm-hmm. No, this was this was this was right before one. the second uh, ref bump. Yeah. Way, MJF uh, is sitting there with a the steel chair. He go gets the steel chair. And they start throwing the steel chair back yeah, and back forth. and forth to each they're, other. Yeah, they're both then, trying to pull off the Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, yeah. right. So <laughs> Cole throws the chair back to Max and just lays down, and then immediately flops down so <laughs> yeah. he can't throw it back at him. And then MJF is like, hmm. he looks like he's like, oh, what? Okay. He opens the chair, put it over, put it over his head, and lays and down. Then and he lays falls down. back. And then as as Cole is laying there, he lifts his head and is like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" <laughs> And the referee goes, what's going on? The referee turns around. <laughs> right. What is this going on? Sees Cole kind of lifting right. up, looking right. down. And, you know, Cole's saying, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. Which calls, I think that calls the second ref bump. Somehow they get they get to where he's going to do a Panama sunrise. They're, they're, in, they're in the corner. And yeah, basically, right. MGF pulls the rep into his position as yeah, Cole is coming the off the top sunrise. rope. Yeah, so he think, hits, and I he doesn't see him hit the hit the move when yeah. he does it. I think the second ref bump was after the low blow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit yeah. after that. So, and then, that was probably the best rep up in history. Like yeah. one of the best rep Well, Bryce Rumsberg is, is the toughest ref in the biz because <laughs> nobody takes two, takes, takes, 
two ref bumps, one of them being a signature move, and right. is up for for any amount of the match. <laughs> what you run into, like as you start moving into the ending here, mm-hmm. is Roddy throws the title to Cole. Roddy yeah. comes back. He left. He comes back. He throws the yeah. title to Cole and is screaming at him, "Hit him!" I'm yeah. your real friend. I'm your real best friend. Hit right. him. Right. Yeah. And Cole. Comes close. Like, he's like holding it and he's like ready to hit him. Right. And mm-hmm. he just spikes the title outside the yeah. ring. Mm-hmm. And Roddy loses his mind and mm-hmm. runs off. Yeah. Um, and you end up with. Immediate, almost immediately like, after that, he gets well, rolled up. I was going to say, MJF pulls out the diamond ring. Right. Yeah, there's when a spot where he does that. And he's right. like ready to hit Cole with it. And he just, he can't do it. So right. He takes yeah. it the, off and he puts the, it back. The him his, with the with the belt, I think, happens right after, after that. that. Yeah. Right, because he put he put the ring yeah. back in his trunks. Yeah. That was uh, that was a little bit earlier. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it ends up with Cole getting rolled up for the yeah. three. And Cole's in one corner. Max is in the other corner. Ref comes in and hands mm-hmm. Max the, the belt. The belt, yeah. yeah. And Max, like, immediately crawls over to Cole. Yeah, because Cole is belt. losing it. Like, he's right. crying. Like, he's well, he's, yeah. he's doing the same thing yeah. that, that MJF did when they when they lost right. to FDR. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, Max goes over. He's like, it's all right, buddy. Look, you know, they, this could have been either of us. I'm just the one that got lucky. He's like, I, yeah. let me show you yeah. something. And goes get, he goes and yeah. gets the tag titles. Like, yeah. he's talking all this up. He goes right. and he grabs the tag titles. He's right. like, look, we're still the tag we're, champions. You still you have know? this. And he, he throws the title. Cole and Cole yeah. just like throws He chucks it out of the ring. It. And so MJF like kind of stands up. He's like, so it was that, only ever about the title. It yeah. was doesn't, only ever about the Doesn't Cole belt. even kick him? I think he pushes him. He pushes him away. away. So MJF is like, you were never my friend. It was always just about that title. You know, I actually believed in you. He takes the championship, throws it at Cole. He takes the belt. He goes over and picks up the belt and goes, take it. Take it. And he just... Like, I think that's the second F bomb. Do what you were going to do. Yeah, yeah. and he, and he, he turns, around. turns around. He turns around. Go ahead. And he's, then Roddy talking teleports to back right. to the apron. <laughs> right. Yeah. And Roddy comes back again. He's screaming at Cole. Do it. Do it. Hit him. Hit him. Hit him. The whole time MJF is is talking to himself. I'm so stupid. I'm so yeah stupid. And yeah, I shouldn't Cole, believe this. You know the whole Cole thing. looks at the belt. He considers it, and then he's like, No, he, he just and it tosses it. Throws it and tosses it, and then they hug. Right. Yeah, um, and that's kind of how I, I that's really, where it I ends. Was really expecting Adam Cole to hit Roddy right with the belt. Yeah, yeah. that would like have been when a that thing. happened. Roddy like starts screaming and he right. goes up the ramp and you right. see him up with the king. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, and then Cole and uh, MJF hug. MJF's holding the belt. Cole, you know, does the hey, yeah. the mm-hmm. point. This is the champion. Right. You know, lifts, that his, that lifts his arm, holds his arm. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm fully expecting the kingdom to become this, you know, hey, we're going to challenge you for these ROH titles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, we had made the comment on a previous show about the fact that uh, we hoped that we would see MJF stay face. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, whether Cole stayed face or went heel. Right. Yeah. Both of those would have been okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We wanted MJF to stay a face. Because this is the most. Yeah. It's the same story. Right. Yeah. Well, the same story with a character that never progressed up until right. a certain point. He yeah. was so stagnant until this this Adam Cole this, angle. Yeah. And the cool mm-hmm. thing is, like, this story has been showing that, like, yeah, I know I'm a scumbag. Right. I know I've done a lot of bad things. It's because of this past trauma. Yeah. yeah. And I'm really trying. Yeah. Like, I'm really trying. I think to be he a good finally guy. figured out what kind of heel he is during this storyline. Yeah. Like, he's just having fun with being a heel, yeah. being yeah. a well, fun, like, 
I'll cheat to win kind of heel. Like the, the Eddie Guerrero kind of yeah, heel. Yeah. He, he's cut promos and said, I'm a scumbag. Right. But I'm your scumbag. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, he he is he is still a heel. Like, MJF is going to still cheat to win. Right. He's still going. Mm-hmm. Like, when he thumbed Cole in the eye, his mm-hmm. response was. Shrugged his shoulders. I mean, what else did you expect right. from me? I mean, that's, yeah. just, that's just how this is done, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost to that point of he doesn't realize he's being. An yeah, asshole. Like, that's what right. I said. Like, he yeah. doesn't know how to be a, a real human be a being. Good guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's like going through the so motions. He thought of, this was just like, yeah. okay, we're going to, like, this is part yeah. of, this I'm is who I gonna am, cheat so I'm going to do this. You just do this to win. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And winning is what we're supposed to do, right? Right. But yeah. Overall, I think I give all in. I, I don't know an A plus. Yeah, an A you know. A plus. You know, eight point five, eight. Somewhere I'm thinking in there. more of a more of a B minus because like a lot of the stuff like it was fine, but it wasn't like great. And then the last two matches like really made it like oh okay like, this is this is really good. I would say for me it would it'd probably be like around a B plus or an A minus. Like, I'll, I'll give reason. it a I'll give it a five out of seven. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there you go. Like the yeah. reason I, and here's the reason I'm giving it mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Right? Mm-hmm. The reason I'm saying like an A. Right. I shit on WWE pay per views all the right, time. Right. Right. On the fact that this was a good pay per view until the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the end ruined the pay per view for me. Right. Well, I mean, that's AEW's MO so for Dynamite. AEW yeah. tends to do that. WWE tends mm-hmm. to do that. So I'm going to be consistent mm-hmm. with my thought process here and say, hey, this show was okay but the last two matches were really good yeah right i can see that which makes the show better for me. your main I, event I is a make or break. right main right? main event will make or break a show for me yeah main yeah. event will always break make or break a show they for me always talk about send the crowd home happy mm-hmm. yeah i'm going home happy yeah mm-hmm. you know from this mm-hmm. so we're at an hour and 32 <laughs> I knew uh, when you were like, "Oh, we don't, we never get below, uh, above an hour twenty. And I was like, "I mean, we invite well, the travelers on, and all of a sudden our show goes yeah. to yeah, three hours yeah, it's long. our fault, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent." Uh, um, you know, any last words on all in uh, before we we head into our? I, I said I've said this amongst us uh, very very uh, sporadically, not much, but. Another thing, we, you know, I forget it that AEW is still a brand new company and it's only been around for like three years, and now they've sold out Wembley Stadium. Uh, this show, if it continues on this path, even though a lot of the earlier matches on the card were a little bit rocky or whatnot, they do show progression in their yeah. story angles. And I think they're listening to their talent more as far as the direction of where their talent needs to go. Mm-hmm. The MJF and Adam Cole stuff. I'm sure they have a lot to do with that. I think that progression is very good. And hopefully that will, you know, it even Jericho, maybe we're going to go somewhere where Jericho hasn't been before, like not be on TV every week. Yeah. Uh, this pay-per-view was like, for me, like the last two matches were like five-star Michelin matches. Like they're just really good, especially the last one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like it was like there was no match that I hated. Like there was no match where I was like, "Oh my god, this is terrible." Yeah, we're tired yeah. of Combat Club, like, but the, that match was actually compared to the other ones. It wasn't ones, bad. It was just like there the was other nothing. Ones. Like right, nothing. At, at their worst, I was just like, right, nothing. Like, the only thing I hate right. that Soraya wins because I don't like Soraya at all right. anymore. Um, 
but that's a lot of personal but well i don't even think it should be personal biases but whatever um but yeah like overall like there was nothing that happened that i really hated hated that made me mad so like and and the and the good stuff was like really good really so, good yeah so there is that yeah i enjoyed the show i did um, mm-hmm. like i said it's gonna be next year august 25th they're going to be back in Wembley for All In. The time period's weird. You know, yeah. Being to, up here at 11 o'clock in the morning. To, to bring it back, to to bring it back negative. But you know uh, what? I actually enjoy that. Yeah. That yeah. They, yeah. They, not only did they do it, they did it on a Sunday when everybody, yeah. I, most people are most off. Most people have Sundays yeah. off. And mm-hmm. they can tune in and watch the show live. They don't do it on a Thursday like like WWE has done with their Saudi <laughs> yeah, shows. Yeah. I feel uh, sorry for the London, uh, the England, the people over in the UK and Europe watch WWE pay-per-views because right. it's seven, in the morning it's, on it's one o'clock, two yeah. o'clock in the morning yeah. for them. And yeah. I, I when really they start. enjoyed that, you know, it wasn't tape delayed. Mm-hmm. It was, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. Here's your show. I did like that. And I, yeah, I really hate have, though that like what they're going to do is destroy this goodwill because there's a pay-per-view next week. That's all, the full price, so week. I'm not watching it because yeah. I'm not paying full price for a, for mm-hmm. two pay per views in a week. Right. Well, and and hopefully, hopefully you at home are not paying full price to watch two pay per views in a week. And uh, like, Tony Khan can maybe hopefully. pull his head out of his like, own ass long enough to like, uh, realize. Ho- hopefully, and that, learn that a lesson. Buys for all out are like super low because there's only been like three matches that yeah. I can name. Because, uh, because of course, like you can't, you can't, can't do any of those matches until because until so, this happens, like I mean, WWE has pulled this off where it's been like, hey, there's a pay per view at the end of August and the beginning of September. But when they did that, it was in the network age, yeah, and. I paid not even if you want to make the argument. I paid nine ninety nine right before the network that. age yeah. though. When they did the uh, actual brand split and SmackDown and Raw were completely separate, and they were doing two different pay per views when yeah. they first started doing it. It mm-hmm. wasn't SmackDown one month and Raw the next. Yeah, it was, it was a it was every two weeks there was oh, a pay per view. That's terrible for like about a year or so, yeah. and then they're like, "We're not yeah, making just, any money yeah. off of this." Yeah. Well, so hopefully, like the buys are low enough to where he's like, "Ooh, I shouldn't do this again," yeah. which you right. shouldn't. Like, no. period. Or like, like, or like, hey, if you want to do this, that's cool. Right. Let me pay sixty dollars. Yeah. Because I paid fifty bucks for this, or we paid mm-hmm. fifty bucks for right. This. Let me pay sixty and get both of them. Right. Or. Hey, we'll do fifty. You can pay fifty and get one or the other, or you can pay sixty and get both of them. Right. And you know what? Yeah, cool. That's that would have been there that would go. be cool. I, I would have totally dropped That's the fine. extra ten bucks or yeah. s- even sixty five or seven. Right. I would have yeah. dropped the extra twenty. You probably you could probably even go up to eighty and be yeah, give me a you know basically give me a discount on the second one because I bought the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know. There you go. Yeah. So anyway, uh, with that said. Um, Jody, tell us about Travelers on the Omnibus. Uh, Travelers on the Omnibus is a podcast where I, Jody Kite, and Brady Davis, and James McCarthy, and who's that other guy that's on the ah. show with us? Ah, ah, it's on the tip of my tongue. I think ah. it starts with a... I mean, we don't watch your show, so uh, we don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't do watch I, it either. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, Ethan Skinner. He's the one that doesn't do anything except work. Yeah. Uh, we have a show where we talk about nerd stuff, and uh, that was a bit, in case you yeah. didn't catch it, uh, where we talk about nerd stuff, and currently we are uh, doing a uh, role-playing game. Brady, what have we been playing lately? Yeah, it's a role-playing game called City of Mists. Uh, you are uh, people living in in a city that's like noir mixed, mixed, yeah, of mist, where you are. Uh, 
you know, there's mysteries and stuff in that. And there's like, like yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, exactly like Scooby-Doo. And there are like these uh, mythic archetypes that are trying to come through you. So it's giving you powers and stuff like that. But you're also trying to uncover what's happening in the city. So if any of that sounds interesting, check that out. I play uh, a chimera. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Brady, why don't you tell us about Fearology then? Uh, so Fearology is a, uh, a, a podcast where uh, Jody, uh, our esteemed Jody Kite, comes on and he talks about uh, fear stuff, uh, including horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, if you listen to Travels on the Omnibus, you know that I'm not good at promos and I don't hardly do them anymore because I usually have been uh, running the show. So, uh, is, what was it? Are you, is the last one still Dolls that you did? Uh, or yeah, yeah. I, I usually upload it like once a month because, yeah. you know, I'm doing like 14 things at one yeah. time. So, mm-hmm. Jason, why don't you tell us about Silence Your Cell Phones? So, uh, Kenny Chesney and uh, Blake Shelton, I think that's her name, right? That's mm-hmm. close. That enough. sounds right. Sure. Uh, yeah, Jarrett Hubbard and uh, Kevin Shelton do Silence Your Cell Phones podcast and YouTube show about uh, current movies, uh, Netflix shows, streaming, yeah, that kind of stuff is what they talk about. So if, if any of the the modern pop uh, cinema is your thing, give them a, a listen. And uh, you know, also we got to give our our physical <laughs> people a shout out too. With uh, starting with uh, uh, Big Dog Liquor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where we generally get most of our alcohol, uh, unless it comes from like a special thing, like Caitlin bringing this yeah. uh, the the Shanky Whip, <laughs> Shanky's um, Whip. So isn't that a wrestler, Shanky? Yeah, that's one of the the end of sheer guys. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, you know if you like Forgot anything, they existed. Yeah. If, if you like anything alcoholic, you know, tequila, vodka, whiskey, rum, whatever, go down there and give them a shot. Yeah. Uh, uh, see what I did there. Uh, um, also, they're they have a huge wine selection. They do discounts on cases of wines. They also do discounts if you're military or if you're a senior citizen. And on Wednesdays, you can go in if you're a a senior citizen who was a veteran or still in the military is, is, is a veteran is a veteran. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you well know. once a veteran, always a veteran. If you were a veteran, then that's a uh, that that brings up a whole other <laughs> discussion. Um, Necromancy. Go in there; they'll stack. You can stack your discounts. So. Mm. Grab and, something yum- yummy to drink. And, of course, a huge thank you to McNarb Gaming here in Gautier, Mississippi. Thank you, Cameron, yeah. uh, for allowing us to use this space. And thank you, Greg, too. I, I guess I should mm-hmm. say Greg. I mean, that's yeah. a, that's a, that's yeah. the bit, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, thank you for allowing us to use this space. If you have any interest at all in gaming, come down and check out McNarb Gaming. Are you interested in playing card games? They have- Hopefully not Lorcana. They but. might have Lorcana. We 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 we've, we've uh, raised it to they might have Lorcana, but probably not. That's every LGS also. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, board Yu-Gi-Oh, games. Maybe. Uh, are you into board games? They have all of the board games. Mm-hmm. If you think that you might be interested in something, but you don't know for sure, they probably have it on their wall of board games that you can pull down and play. Mm-hmm. If you don't know how to play it, somebody here I'm sure does and would be more than happy to sit down and play it with you. Mm-hmm. And of course, all of your RPG needs, they've got all of your D&D, and they even have a couple of a new one, the Everyday Heroes system, mm-hmm. which looks very interesting. They also have the Marvel system yep. that's yep. just come out. Yep. Um, you want to be Wolverine? Yeah. It's so, going to be Wolverine. Like um, Brian Cage needs work. Yeah. 
<laughs> Wednesdays are RPG nights and uh, Thursdays are board game nights, although we also do miniatures on yep. Thursdays as well. So come out here, check them out. Remember to grab your loved ones, remind them that you love them, tell them how you feel, because you never know when you're going to lose them. Yep. Mm. With all that said, it's time for us to follow the buzzards, head to the house. Cheers, y'all. Cheers. <laughs>